Right, let's get into it then. <coughs> Let me just get my intro, my script up. Oh, you've actually got a script. Kind of. It's a kind of script. Um, this might go wrong. <laughs> okay, hit that jingle. Bonjour, art bien vu sur la figure forecast. Mon nom est Sam, et je suis rejoint par mon bon ami Damien. Comment vas tu, Damien? Uh, do you have that in English? Hello, and welcome to the figure forecast. My name is Sammy Drip Drip, and I am joined by my good friend Big, da big Daddy Cross. How are you doing, Big Daddy Cross? Uh, is what Google's telling me. That's just what Google's saying. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. If, if any of our listeners speak French, please let us know how badly Sam butchered that intro. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a bit of an inside joke from Andy today. Yeah, wasn't wasn't really expecting that, but it was funny. It was it was it was quite funny. Right. <laughs> Let's move away from speaking French because otherwise. We're going to be doing it for the entire episode and not know what we're saying. It's uh, been an interesting week since we last recorded. I've had a little bit of uh, uh, COVID isolation. And unfortunately, not a great result. You do realise that, um, that this is a audio uh, medium and people can't see your eye roll <laughs> when you say <laughs> COVID isolation. That, that was just a me thing, that wasn't for listeners. Um, okay, fair. We also had a bit of a disappointing result in the football, but... Bloody hell, that was this week, wasn't it? That feels a lot of time yeah. ago now. But in terms of wrestling, it's been uh, an alright week, I think. We had the first live... No, second live show from AEW. I didn't, we didn't really get to talk about it much last week, but they've now aired two with crowds. Yep. So, um, and this weekend, WWE starts their crowd shows again. SmackDown airing tonight, then Money in the Bank and Monday Night Raw. So we'll be able to talk about that next week, and hopefully they can put on some good shows with crowd in attendance. You feel like they might be they might have saved some stuff for this this time, so let's hope it is good because AEW this mm. week uh, is breathing down the neck of WWE in terms of ratings. They beat them in the key demographic apparently. I saw it on Twitter today, so that is not good for Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw's poo though, isn't it? And AEW's killing it every yeah. week. And uh, the return of crowds is definitely enticing for me to watch, so I imagine it's for a lot of other people. I... And by all accounts, it was a really good show. I'll be watching tonight, Friday, in the UK as it shows on ITV2. Just after Love Island. Very handy. Well, I may tune in to watch it tonight. I might watch it uh, tomorrow. But I will be tuning in to watch Friday Night Smackdown because... I do prefer WWE, I'm making the mistake again, uh, and it's the first one back, I want to see if they've got any surprises, especially before a pay-per-view, they normally like to have big yeah. go-home shows, this is a special one and hopefully there's some shock twists. 
Well, on that subject, I do have a potential spoiler, so if you do not want to hear it, skip forward like a couple of minutes or something now. So I read a potential spoiler that Becky Lynch is returning at Money in the Bank this Sunday. Apparently she's booked for the show. Don't know what capacity that is in, but she is coming back. I have seen some rumours. And yeah, and also Goldberg. Goldberg's apparently coming back in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, not quite as keen on uh, Goldberg as Becky Lynch. To be no, not not really keen on that one. But there is a space for Becky Lynch on the card. Uh, there is a uh, a champion who has no challenger on Money in the Bank. So are you talking about Bianca Belair? I am. Um, we could. Could, she, could it be possible that on SmackDown, Bianca retains to Carmella and then a certain Becky Lynch comes out and challenges maybe, her? Maybe, maybe. So, alright. I'm expecting something big from this SmackDown show and it uh, everyone will have watched SmackDown, I imagine, by the time this comes out. So, fingers crossed I'm right and there is a big surprise. A good surprise. Yeah. And it's not just Goldberg coming out to close the show beating Roman Reigns. Oh god. Because that would be awful. That would be awful. <laughs> that would be awful. Well, that's enough about spoilers. Let's get on to some uh, some content everyone can, can listen to. Hopefully everyone's joined us back after that minute and a half break. Yeah. So, the big news, big news, big event this weekend is obviously Money in the Bank. And, as you suggested, Sam... I think it would be good if we look back over some highs and lows of Money in the Bank moments in the past. We've, we've covered a lot of wrestling moments, but uh, some of these have been quite interesting. As, as you put it before, we'll call it uh, Money in the Rank. It, it doesn't... That's an R. Yeah. An R. An imp- Money in the an Rank. important R in that word. Um, and we'll kind of rank them and discuss... Some of the best and worst Money in the Bank winners from uh, pay-per-view past. Yeah, yeah. Let's put, let's turn into Money in the Rankers and uh, get rankings. <laughs> Moments. <laughs> Do you want to begin by um, by giving your rankings? Um, yeah. Before I jump, you you ranker. Before I jump into uh, the my favourite ones, I want to give two honourable mentions. I don't know if they're going to be mentioned by you but just quickly my honorable mentions for good ones is edge with the first one um yeah and i want to give this an honorable mention i know a lot of people hate this one but asuka from last year obviously okay that's interesting the twist was it being revealed that she didn't win Money in the Bank. She won the title because Becky Lynch had to relinquish it as she was pregnant and it would not be suitable to wrestle while pregnant. <coughs> and although I don't feel like it was handled the best, which is why I'm not actually picking it, I wanted to give it an honourable mention because it was such a, a nice moment, I think, when they did that reveal for Asuka and Becky Lynch. Like... We had no Thunderdome, it was empty arena at that moment, and, and I think it was a good moment. So, although in terms of Money in the Bank, 
briefcase holders, um, not a lot happened with it. I wanted to give it an honourable mention for being such a wholesome moment. Cool. I, I, I agree. Uh, it's not sort of one of my favourites, but I guess it's a moment, if you want to call it a moment. I'm going to jump ahead of you and go in okay. for my favourite uh, money in the bank cash-in, if you want, or holder. And it's, it's a pretty obvious one. You may well have chosen it as well. We haven't discussed before this, but it's Seth Rollins. I loved Seth Rollins back then, pre, uh, sorry, post-Shield, when he was in the authority, that Weasley heel. He played it so yeah. well. And of course, the cash-in is probably the best money in the bank cash-in ever, um, I, I'd say, personally for me anyway. I remember yeah. watching WrestleMania. I think we were together watching it actually. I believe so. And, yeah. And uh, I, I sort of, I, I think I was on my bed and I leaked out of my bed when he came down to cash in. Oh, it was just such a moment, and for it to finally be cashed in in the main event of, of WrestleMania, it's just one that will go down in history. Think... Much like the, uh, the the Hell in a Cell moments we were talking about last uh, year, sort of to find the money in the bank. Yeah, uh, heist of the century, I believe, was the. The phrase Michael That's Cole it. shouts out uh, at the close, which for a Michael Coleism was spot on. Um, I remember going in. Yeah. I remember going into the main event, trying to work out what W what WWE were going to do. Um, Roman Reigns was not uh, well received by the fans at that point. But nobody wanted. He wasn't the Roman that we know now. But no one wanted Brock Lesnar sure. to keep the title. That kind of run had become stale. It was like, what were WWE going to do to get themselves out of this? And Seth Rollins cashing in was the answer. Like, I'm not sure, but I think it might be the first time as well someone put themselves into a match that was ongoing rather than challenging. Yeah, I think it must have been. Because Cena sort of uh, challenged Punk a week in advance. Yeah, we had a couple of challenges in advance, uh, but I think that's the first time where someone's joined a match in progress. Um, So, yeah, a very good top spot for great Money in the Banks. Um, The rain as briefcase holder was really good as well. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. It's just a shame that that title run was cut short by that injury that he got in a house show against Kane. Really is, really is. I'm so salty about that because it was literally a couple of nights before I was meant to see uh, Monday Night Raw in Manchester in like, I think it was 2015 now. Bloody ass a long time ago, isn't it? Makes you feel old. Yeah, that is. Five years ago, we were 22. That is a long time ago. Um, so my, one, one of my <sighs> favorites is more for the uh, the rain as the uh, the holder of the the belt uh, the belt of, of the briefcase. Um, but I feel like that's the good story you can kind of tell. Most of the short ones I tend not to like, although I am going to contradict myself with that in a little while. But uh, my one of my top ones is the Miz. Now the title reign okay. and cash in, I don't think was anything too special. But I really liked the heel character that the Miz portrayed whilst he had the uh, had the briefcase, and I mean that as Presumably. the first time, not yeah, the most. Yeah, I was just going to say 
forgot. Yeah. I'd kind of blanked the most recent one from my memory for a second there. Yeah. No, the original 2012? 10? 2010 one? I think it's 2010. I think. Yes, 2010. Could be wrong. Um, and they kind of touched on a lot of the same kind of tropes <clears throat> this time around, uh, but it character work had changed a lot since then but there was uh, quite a few of those kind of weaselly kind of oh I'm going to cash it in but mm, the situation isn't quite right moments uh, back in 2010 which I feel is what you kind of want from a briefcase holder it was still relatively new at that point as well um, so it was only like 4 or 5 years old by that point which means it hadn't quite lost some of its luster that it has in 2021 where yeah certain champions it definitely needs some revamping of the money in the bank at the minute that's why i really hope we get some strong winners this year yeah. um because it yeah, definitely has lost a bit of its shine unfortunately over the last few years so yeah that's one of my favorite ones one of my top ones not didn't have a particularly good cash in if i remember correctly in the title reign for The Miz wasn't exactly the best um, that Wrestlemania match pretty pretty bad all things considered but um, I thought he was a really good holder of the briefcase so gotta to, got to put it up there for one cool. of my favourites yeah I'd, I'd completely agree and back in 2010 I don't know if you remember but I loved The Miz, I absolutely loved that guy I had all of his shirts like the ones that said I'm awesome and stuff like that on it um, so yeah, I was, I was a Miz fanboy back in the day, so I'm definitely not going to argue with that. Um, moving on to my next favourite, my second favourite, I'm going to say Dolph Ziggler from probably around the same sort of time period actually, it must have been sort of 2010, 2011 from memory, and I can't really remember much of when he was actually the briefcase holder, but I think when I think of that, uh, that reign as, as the briefcase holder, I think of when he cashed it in. On that episode of Monday Night Raw, and that huge reaction from the crowd—it was just insane. And I've just got the picture of him holding the World Heavyweight Title above his head after winning it. It was just, like I said, another one of those moments that define the briefcase. And that's what you—that's what you hope for when you have a Money in the Bank uh, holder that that they cash in in a situation like that, and you get a reaction like that. It's, it was just incredible. So definitely has to be up there yeah i think i spoke about it last week uh, about that reign as champion being uh, one of my favorites for dolph ziggler so uh, yeah that cash in yeah was, a, was such a big moment to start it and um it, it was his whole it, if i'm remembering it correctly it was during his whole kind of run with biggie and aj lee i think it was yeah um, i'm pretty sure it was i think i remember if, a few a time he tried to cash in and it didn't go right and it's like Big E just carrying him out like draped over his shoulder like after getting like knocked out or something. <laughs> but yeah, another really good run. I feel like most of the runs work best with a kind of heel character. And it's definitely like I feel like it's kind of the heel equivalent to the Royal Rumble win. Like I think a Royal Rumble win suits so a babyface better than a heel. And money in the bank suits a heel better than a baby face, so they're 
it's because it's such an opportunist thing to do, isn't it? Cash in when the champion's down and, uh, and vulnerable. So it definitely suits the heel. Definitely, definitely does. That's why I saw there was such like I know I mentioned it earlier, but I remember the feeling of deflation when Cena challenged Punk for the next week because you just knew that he wasn't going to win. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's it's that sort of it's designed for the pop of the crowd when you when the uh, briefcase holder comes down when the champion's down. So yeah, heel champ, heel uh, holders are so much better. Before I uh, maybe I uh, give my my second favorite, we'll say that. Uh, Talking about calling in early, Rob Van Dam called his shot in early, challenging Cena to the title match of the one night only pay per view. Is it called? One oh night yeah. One night, one night stand. Sorry, not one, one night, night stand. Night. One night stand. Um. So it can. That was that, pretty incredible. To be that fair. was the second holder, so it can work. That I, I was never much of an ECW fan having never watched the ECW basically before that point so I didn't really and WWE ECW was garbage so I didn't really get all, all of the hype and stuff but if you was a fan of ECW that moment and that entire stuff was like that's got to be peak WWE for uh Really, for ECW yeah. fans. So, do you remember Cena throwing his uh, shirt into the crowd and then throwing it back at him and spitting on it? <laughs> yeah, that was a hostile crowd. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. WWE's golden boy got fucked. <laughs> so, on to my second favourite. Um, I just mentioned a few minutes ago that I like the long runs with the briefcase because I feel there's a lot of storytelling you can do. You like it long and slow. And I'm going to completely contradict <laughs> myself now by I'm going to pick the second shortest win, uh, reign, maybe third shortest, I can't remember what is one of the uh, women's reigns that were quite short, but I'm going to pick Dean Ambrose. He won it and cashed okay. in after 58 minutes, same night. Um, and the reason I'm picking this is because it was the night that all three members of the Shield held the title. And I watched this live and didn't see it coming. Well, this was the night that Seth Rollins had his return, wasn't it? Uh, I think his return match, at least, I think, from memory, for the title. I think he returned with the pay-per-view before and potentially attacked Roman Reigns and then he got a title match in the next pay-per-view he, Seth Rollins ends up winning and then uh, Dean Ambrose cashes in on the same night as winning the briefcase and becomes the world champion yeah. what a night um, probably some of the high points of watching WWE especially in the last decade or so has been kind of the Shield storyline formation and breakup with some of the best told um, stories on, on WWE and this was just a continuation of that um, so it's got to go there for me like he didn't do much really with the briefcase because I don't think you he held it for less than an I think hour. the only time you saw him <laughs> with it was him leaving and then him coming back out to cash in but it was done so well it was pretty unexpected on the night i can't remember specifically my thoughts at the time but yeah it was a really good 
good use of the of the briefcase and that's kind of what you've got to hope for with the good ones it's ha are you getting a good moment or a good story out of them having the briefcase and all the ones we've mentioned so far i think they have done there's been something either like a, an elevation of a mid carder to the main event or getting a really good moment from an established main event the negatives are when you don't get that kind of moment when yeah yeah and it just kind of feels like the win was pointless and you could have given it to somebody else so let's do our negatives and also what we would have changed let's add a bit of fantasy okay fantasy booking almost to uh Okay. Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to start with my first negative because it is indeed Dean Ambrose winning it off of Seth Rollins and cashing in on the same night. Okay. Now, yeah, in hindsight, I completely agree with you. Fantastic story. Shield, all of the Shield members holding it in the same night. Ambrose coming down and winning it off of this resurgent, returning Seth Rollins. Brilliant. But. At the time, I hated it so much because I loved Seth Rollins. I loved it. I loved him coming back because I, I, if you remember, he had that. I think it was redesign, rebuild, reclaim, um, sort of slogan thing in the T-shirt. Yeah. I bought into him massively, man. Uh, like I said earlier, I was a big Seth Rollins fan girl when he when he left the Shield, even when he was in the Shield. And to see him come back, I was like, I was so happy to see him win the title. And then I had to have my dreams crushed as wacky Dean Ambrose comes down after talking to a potted plant. I don't know if that was before or after. But yeah, wacky Dean Ambrose, man, comes down and breaks my heart. Not happy. So it has to be one of my two least favourite cashes in. I love John Moxley now, but that Dean Ambrose character I could never connect with. And for him to take the title off Rollins, not good for me. Yeah, I mean, that's completely fair. Um, there's various cash-ins over the years that I've hated in the moment because of uh, being a fan of the current champion. So I can see why you might you might not like it. What, what would you do differently? Would you have a different winner or just have a different story for Dean Ambrose? Well, like I said, now I don't think I would change it whatsoever. I think it was actually probably a fairly good cash-in. I was going to say a perfect cash-in. Perhaps it was a perfect cash-in because it was just such a good story and the symmetry in it of having each member of the Shield hold the title at the same time. So It's sort of a strange one. It's a tweener for me because I like it now looking back. But in the time, it was it was just such a, a crappy moment. So I think if I was thinking of what, however old I was at that time, early 20s, I would have just not had Dean Ambrose cash in on that night. Yeah. Go go for any other person other than Seth Rollins. Get out of here, boy. But now I wouldn't actually change anything, to be fair. So fair play, WWE, of the mid-2010s, uh, you, you did a good cash in there. Okay, um... So one of my least favourite ones, as I said, don't like the short cash-ins apart from that one Dean Ambrose one. Um, I'm going to pick 
Alexa Bliss winning in 2018. Okay. Now, I'm picking this for two reasons. One, I forgot she even won. <laughs> which is the problem when you only hold the briefcase for two hours and 52 minutes. Good memory there. Oh, I've got it up on the computer. I'm cheating. Um, God, the viewers didn't know that. Now, Jeez. a year later, Bailey did the cash-in on the same night thing as well. Which I'm guessing Alexa Bliss cashed in on the same night because I don't, re I cannot remember this, but I've got the, I've got the time there, and I've... who did she cash in on? Oh Jesus! Come on! Sort it it didn't tell me on the screen. Oh, let me check. Let me check. Yeah, poor preparation leads to a poor show. I don't know what the saying is, but that's what the saying is now. There you go, print it on a t-shirt, get on pro wrestling tees, we'll make a fortune. Along with, as long as the matches are good, the show will be good. Damien Cross, 2021, pre-WrestleMania. Hit, hit us up pro wrestling tees, let's uh, make a fortune together. We've already got a shirt, it's selling, selling like hot potatoes. There's one going every, every 10 minutes. There's just not enough cotton in the world to keep making these shirts with my face on. Okay. Okay. So I've checked. Uh, Alexa Bliss pinned Nia Jax in the same pay per view to win the belt after Nia Jax had just retained her title Jesus. against Ronda Rousey via disqualification. Oh my god. I'd completely forgotten about all that crap. I forgot that Nia was even champion. Jeez Louise. Now, I'm changing this because one. There's basically no moment of that that is memorable. I don't remember her winning. I don't remember the match where she cashed in. And the title reign wasn't, I don't think it was very long either. I think it was just kind of a hold the title until they can put it on Ronda Rousey kind of title reign. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Ronda beat Alexa for the title. I think so. I want to say. So. This match should have been pretty good. It had Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ember Moon, Naomi, Natalia, Sasha Banks, and Lana, which is enough of a variety of wrestling styles in there that you should be able to get a good Money in the Bank match from. It's arguably one of the strongest lineups for Money in the Bank match. Should have been really good, but the cash in is completely forgotten so I'd have her hold the briefcase for a while I think Alexa Bliss could do a lot especially that era Alexa Bliss uh, could do a lot with the briefcase and do it in a different way to Carmella the year before who obviously had James Ellsworth um, running the interference kind of character so it's a different kind of style and would probably have a more memorable money in the bank cash in and potentially title reign maybe she cashes it in a few months later against Ronda Rousey like maybe that would be more interesting that's for sure that is for sure and who knows maybe we'll get uh, Alexa Bliss winning the money in the bank this Sunday because 
theoretically, she can just mind control everyone in the match, uh, make them all lie down, and she can just climb the ladder, get the briefcase, walk out without even breaking a sweat. She's gonna, Easy night. She's gonna use her magic and raise my arm, and no one can see it. But she's gonna use her magic and raise the briefcase when someone's about to catch it. Now, what's what's the bet that someone goes to the top of the ladder? Tamina, for example. Nobody is Mina. She's just joined the Money in the Bank ladder match today, Friday as we speak. Didn't even get announced on SmackDown, poor woman, just on Twitter. She goes to the top of the ladder, gets the briefcase, opens the briefcase for some strange reason on top of the ladder, and what's inside of there? Lily makes her triumphant return in front of fans at the pay-per-view. It scares her. She drops the briefcase into Alexa Bliss's arms. What's the bet? Um, I don't want to put money on that. I don't want to jinx it just in case it happens. I, I've got a bad feeling something like that is going to happen. Like, for example, whoever it is grabs a briefcase on top of the ladder. Uh, the lights go out. The briefcase disappears as the lights come back on. Lily's in their hands, and then Alexa Bliss is standing there with a briefcase in her hands. I've just got such a bad feeling something like that's going to happen. And if it does, I, I really hope that they boo it out of the building. I so hope that they boo that stupid doll well, into hell. That would be <clears throat> the worst win in Money in the Bank history. Is your least favourite? Money in the Bank, winner, win, whatever you want to call it. But what's your least favourite one? My least favourite is Braun Strowman from a few years back. Now, I didn't particularly mind him winning the Money in the Bank. I thought perhaps it could have gone to someone better because I've never been the biggest Braun Strowman fan. However, if I'm not mistaken, he is one of these that challenged their opponent in advance. And he challenged Brock Lesnar and lost to Brock Lesnar in a match, I believe. Potentially in Saudi Arabia. I'm not sure. I could be wrong on that one. I think I might be wrong on that. But, I don't know. I, it's just the fact that I'm not a fan of Braun Strowman. A match between Braun Strowman and Bob... Um, I was about to say Bobby Lashley. Brock Lesnar, even. It's just... Yeah, it's two big beefy boys, but... It's, it's not very inspiring. From what I remember, the match wasn't particularly great, and uh, Brock just went over clean on him. I feel like it, if you're going to put on Braun, that was the time to sort of capitalise on him, yeah. because from what I remember, that he came out of the, the Roman feud where he was tipping over bloody trucks, ambulances, whatnot. He got put in a bin lorry at one point, I think, <laughs> from memory, uh, by The Miz. And it was sort of peak uh, Braun Strowman in WWE, it's peak of his powers. That's when you put the title on it. Um, if I was to book it differently, I wouldn't have had him do a surprise cash-in, that's for sure, because it's Braun Strowman. Look at him, he's, he's massive. He, he doesn't need to sort of capitalise on someone that's already down. And I don't think he was a heel at that point. I think he was kind of like a tweener. Yeah. Like, he was sort of classed as a bad guy if you want but the crowd were kind of into him because he was this guy that can flip lorries and, and whatnot so I think it was a good call to have him challenge in advance but I think he's got to go over he's got to go over Lesnar and after that it, it was just flat 
it was just flat when he lost, yeah. and he never sort of recovered from it. It was one of those ones where it didn't do anything for the character, like him holding the briefcase and coming out of it, it didn't help really anyone. Lesnar was yeah. already like the final boss of WWE, so it didn't <laughs> help him, it didn't help Braun. It, it kind of almost felt pointless. Um, I do have a way of fixing it because there was a pay-per-view match, which I think was the one before he cashed in, where Braun came out at the start of the match and it was like, oh, is he just going to put himself in the match between uh, Lesnar and Reigns? And no, Braun was being smart. He said he was going to challenge whoever won. Unfortunately, Lesnar attacked him during the match, just took him out, and then won the match and left. And it was kind of a disappointing uh, end. Like, it was just, oh, we're not getting that match. On to the next pay per view, yeah. I guess. I would have had that cash in happen. Like, Lesnar, Roman have one of their classic matches, and. A worn-out Lesnar afterwards has to face Strowman, and I'd have, I'd have had Strowman win. It was the time he should have capitalised on him. It was the height of his popularity, and it wouldn't have hurt Lesnar because he's had to wrestle two it's people back to back. Like, yeah, you can have a two-three-minute match between Lesnar and. Uh, Strowman, have Strowman kick out of one F5, or have him power slam Lesnar, Lesnar kicks out, Lesnar F5s him, Strowman kicks yeah. out, Lesnar, uh, Strowman power slams him again, no kick out. Like, it was... There's so many ways, isn't there, that you can just get over it and make both guys look good coming out of it. Like, these weren't particularly entertaining matches in terms of work rate and stuff, but they were interesting in what was going to happen it, it was kind of like when we had Lesnar versus Goldberg like we weren't expecting a five-star classic over 40 minutes but like you built into the hype and you got what you wanted out of those matches didn't you it was just big hit and move after big hit and move and that's what you need between super heavyweights yeah. if you want you don't want a technical classic you want them to just absolutely lay it out and be entertained by two massive men. Yeah. Why they didn't capitalise on uh, Strowman, I'll never know. But such a waste, especially knowing what we know now. Yeah. Now that he is he has left. Um, I feel like my next one is a bit of an obvious one, but it is going to be Otis from last year. Um, I think that's completely justified. This should have been one that we we are talking about of what a good thing it was, but every mistake WWE could have made with this, they did. He was really entertaining when he had the briefcase. Um, he was capitalising on his popularity last year. And nothing came of it. He lost his 
teammate in Tucker. He lost Mandy Rose. Then he lost the briefcase to the Miz. And he got it back. And then he lost it again to the Miz. And then the Miz cashed it in. But he didn't cash it in and failed. And then he got it back. And then he cashed it in and held the title for a week. Yep. And it was like WWE combined every bad trope from a Money in the Bank run into one run and I don't know why like they even set up a solution because you can argue that Otis wasn't and isn't world champion material he could be you could book him to be that but how WWE book their champions Otis isn't that (laughs) so don't put the money in the bank briefcase on him if you have no intention of pushing him in a main event spot at all. There has been people in the past that have had it, Baron Corbin and Damien Sandow or two, who were planned and then for one reason or another they unplanned but it never felt like Otis was going to be world champion. Even just No, it screamed last minute decision, didn't it? I like, oh shit, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Otis, he's over at the minute, he's pretty cool. The... We'll figure it out, and then they never figured it who out. Who were the champions at the time? Uh Drew, I think. The Fiend? And the Fiend or like maybe or, Braun? No, it was Braun. I think it was Braun. Like yeah. Otis versus Braun or Otis versus Drew could have been matches. You could have built it up over a couple of weeks of like him getting psyched up well Otis even had the title when Roman became champion at SummerSlam I think yeah I'm sure he had the briefcase then and that dynamic between those two would have been so fun to watch because they're both big guys but they couldn't be more different in 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 ring styles like you couldn't get two more polar opposites really Um, Otis against a fiend imagine that That would have been fun. Yeah, there's. Do you know what the thing that the thing that sort of sums up Otis's run with that briefcase is uh, after Tucker turning on him, Tucker got drafted over to Raw, and do you remember he came out to to wrestle a match? I can't remember who it was against, but he'd lost all of his heavy machinery gear. He was just in black trunks, and there's a GIF or a meme that goes around now of Sad Tucker, and he's just there. And you can see in his eyes, he's a broken man. He knows, well, that's me done for. <laughs> like, that's the the whole story gone. And they just didn't capitalize on any of it. No. Is he going to break him up? There's a good story to have between Tucker and Otis. Yeah, the whole... They didn't even sort of explain Mandy Rose leaving him at all. All of a sudden, she was just gone. Yeah, they got so drafted, it was, it was didn't just they? Otis away. went to SmackDown. Yeah. That was the... Yeah, the, the entire story should have been a big feel-good moment even if Otis didn't win the championship and if I'm changing it I'm not having Otis win the title but I feel are you having one of the guys that were thrown to their death Rey Mysterio no 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 he's still I'm still having Otis win Money in the Bank it was the right decision to have him win oh okay because he was peak popularity and that was such a feel-good moment but just literally have him feud with one of the main eventers, whether it's Drew McIntyre, whether it's 
Braun, The Fiend, or whether, if it's Roman Reigns. Like, just have him do something. I don't even remember Otis having a failed cash-in attempt. No, he didn't. He didn't even show any sort of inclination of, of uh, going for a title, I don't think. I mean, you could even have it. Like, he tries to cash-in on Roman, and Roman throws like, the briefcase <laughs> away, doesn't let him cash-in, something like that. And then Otis is the next week like, well, can't cash in on Raw because I'm not a Raw superstar. Can't cash in on Roman because Roman's scary. I'm going to cash in on Intercontinental Champion and win that. Like, do something different. Like, if he needed a shake-up, Otis would have been the perfect opportunity. Like, have yeah. him decide that he wants to be Intercontinental Champion instead of World Champion because Roman feels too big to face. You can tell a story with that. You can do that. Like, yeah, we might now be bashing on the fact that Otis wasted a money in the bank cashing in on Intercontinental Sami Zayn or something, but it would at least be something different. And that's what we didn't get. And that's why it's one of my least favorite ones. It's also really recent, which kind of makes it stick in the memory a little bit, but. Yeah, uh, I think that's completely fair and all we can hope for is that WWE learn from their mistakes, but unfortunately we've been hoping for that for a long while. But as everyone knows, they do listen to this podcast, so maybe they will take some of our, our recommendations into this week's weekend's Money in the Bank. I'm really looking forward to this weekend's show, actually, for the obvious reason that fans are back. I think it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. There's some great matches on that card, Edge Roman Reigns. You've got um, the mon- men's money in the bank match, which is like so star-studded, mm. it's crazy. Like any one of those people in that match, you wouldn't complain at any of them winning. No. Well, we'll post. What are your thoughts going into this weekend? Well, I was just about to say we'll post our predictions for the entire card. Uh, it might already be up now. It kind of all depends on editing, but we'll do. We'll record that at least later and uh, put it. But we always do our predictions on who we think are going to win but I want to ask who do you want to win who do I want to win we'll do the men's money in the bank first uh, we've got Ricochet John Morrison Riddle Drew McIntyre Big E Kevin Owens King Nakamura and Seth Rollins who would you want to win money in the bank not who do you think I think who do you want yeah no I, I want to win. Uh, I want Big E to win that. Uh, just because it's Big E, man. He's fucking awesome. And like I wanted him to win the Royal Rumble and go on to face Roman Reigns because I think it's a fantastic story that can be had there. Exactly the same reasons. He's the ultimate babyface. Yeah. He's got the credentials to have a good match against Roman Reigns and stand toe-to-toe. He's huge and he's a really good wrestler. I want Big E. Who do you want? Well, looking at those names, there is a good story that you could tell with every single one of them. The only one I, the only one I really wouldn't want, is Drew McIntyre. But weirdly, I think it would be a really fun story to tell. WWE won't do it, but I would want a, a fun story of John Morrison winning. And okay. Through and having a kind of mini story with the Miz of the Miz being like, oh yeah, like we're 
we're back holding the briefcase and doing all this. The Miz being like uh, two in charge. Eventually have John Morrison split from the Miz and prove that he's the best of the two by beating Bobby Lashley to win the title. I think it would be a really good story for John Morrison and to push John Morrison into a like a respected main event level wrestling WWE. He's always a bit of a joke, but yeah, I'd, I'd do something like that. Like I think that would be amazing. They're all they could all be great, but I I don't, I don't know if I could stomach that briefcase being around the Miz and Morrison uh, for another however long. It's that that uh, Otis storyline and going into Bobby Lashley has scarred me. Yeah, it it wasn't great. The early Raw days this year. Maybe they can redeem it by having John Morrison eventually win. And like, if you can get a serious like world champion John Morrison out of it. I think it would all be worth it. It will never happen. Cool. But I think it would be worth it. I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, but that's just me. That's just me. Everyone's got their own opinion. So, yeah. Who do you want to win the women's uh, Money in the Bank then? Uh, again, a lot of the uh, wrestlers in uh, in this match could have really good stories. Um, the key ones being Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss. And for me, who I'm picking... Liv Morgan. I've really enjoyed the underdog like kind of story where they're trying to stop her from like being in the match, making things really difficult. And I think her character, despite being a face and historically not being great with a briefcase, I think could benefit from having that briefcase. Now I don't see her. I see her. I would see her holding it for a while, especially if the rumours of uh, returning women are true. There's going to be quite a strong title scene for the women on uh, SmackDown. But I feel like it could have like a, a good moment for her down the line, winning that title off of someone, even if she didn't hold it for too long. I feel like they could tell a good story how they've set it up with it so I'd, I'd pick Liv Morgan I feel like it contradicts a few of the things okay. I've said about not what well, I've not liked in the past but this is a dream scenario and in that scenario WWE book it right <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking well, a lot. I'll tell you what I want I'll tell you what I want to see uh, it's none of these women win actually what I want to see is a returning to the in-ring action Sonia Deville come down, attack Liv Morgan and getting her out of the match. They've had a little bit of a sort of back and forward yeah. in the in the previous weeks. Attack her, come into the match, win it, and then return into an in-ring performer. That's what I want. And to have a legit Sonia Deville, because she's a badass, man. She's a fighter. She did MMA and stuff. She's got all the credentials to be a serious heel contender. Or Bianca Belair, or, or whoever it will be, yeah. as the title winner. I think there's a story in there. You could, you could have a, a little short-term story of Liv Morgan and uh, Sonia Deville. Uh, obviously, as she's just cost her a title, a, a Money in the Bank opportunity. Yeah. So that's what I want to happen. There's some other good stories available for both uh, both matches. Um, Asuka, after last year winning it but not winning it, 
um, yeah. you could kind of tell that story. Alexa Bliss, with kind of her spooky powers, could do some interesting stuff with it. So there's God. there's a lot that could be done. Um, the question is of what can what how can much can they do from? of this? Yeah, how much spooky bollocks could they do in front of an audience? I don't know. They'll find ways to do something. Right. Yeah, they can't have a, a falling r uh, light rig this time. No. No. Oh well. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't think there's any. It's going to be a good show. Yeah, yeah, it will be a, a, a good show, um, especially if the matches are good. Uh. Exactly. A wise philosopher did once say that. So I hear anyway. So it's a thing of legend now. Yeah. But I think that's the show, pretty much. Yeah. For this week, talked a little bit about our favourite matches, and uh, we're both very much looking forward to the return of live crowds. Yeah. And to WWE this week. We've had a taste of AEW and a taste of the WWE crowd at WrestleMania. So bring it on. I'm so ready. I've got Monday booked off work, so I'm staying up for it. And I can't wait, mm -hmm. as my Scottish counterparts would say. There you go, I am bilingual. And speaking with a Scottish accent counts as being bilingual. Um, and I hope it's a good show. I'll be watching it Monday after work as unfortunately I wasn't able to book it off but um, I'm looking I am looking forward to it especially with it being the uh, bringing the crowds back maybe in honor of three shows with crowds we'll do a live episode of the podcast next week with a crowd of one um, <laughs> your dad yeah we'll record it in person <laughs> hype, cheering throughout uh, Adrian! I think that's a perfect point to end, so I'm going to cut to me reading out the socials, I guess. It's weird to set it up myself. Thank you for listening, and as always, for all the updates from The Figure Forecast, you can follow us on various social media sites. We're on Facebook at The Figure Forecast, on Twitter at Figure4UK, and on YouTube by searching The Figure Forecast. In fact, we have a video that's just been uploaded today. <laughs>